Hello everyone, this is Tribecast episode 34 and my name is Marina. This week we will sum up the Sustainability Startup Weekend with the Startup Weekend facilitator Armand Dupont and then we'll talk about the Emerging Game Hub with Yonni Lapalainen from Dreamloop Games. And before we continue to the interviews, I'd like to announce that next week Tribecast is doing a special episode at Stream Startup Festival, 3rd of October. And afterwards, we can meet and talk a bit at Tribefest, which is the birthday party of the P47 co-working space. We are two years, and that's gonna be fun. And for our listeners, I should tell that Startup Weekend is lots of craziness going around. Uh, There will be lots of background noise probably during this interview. And it was a bit hard for me to find someone to talk to, but still... I stopped Arman and literally grabbed him from the hand and we really, really hope that no one will appear at our studio in the middle of the recording looking for something and looking for someone, trying to find some quiet corner or something else. But yeah, let's hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Hello, Arman. Thank you very much for helping to create this amazing weekend. I really feel the vibe and the spirit and people are enthusiastic about the entire project. Maybe we'll just give you a minute to tell you about yourself and then we'll continue to the startup weekend. Okay, thank you. Whole minute. So my name is Arban Dupuis. I'm a French person who lives now in Helsinki for more than two years. In my day work, I work as a CTO in a tech company in Helsinki called Utelias. We make application to teach languages for kids. We actually have one of clients in Tampere. So that's me. And during my free time... When I'm not cooking or visiting the Finnish forest, I'm facilitating or organizing uh, events, entrepreneurship events, like Startup Weekend. So I know that Startup Weekend is actually a franchise, so it's an international project, uh, and it's run by Techstars, right? Yes, so Techstars on the name, but uh, it's up to any individuals to organize it. So that's what you did and Valera did in the organizing team for Tribe. Right, uh, and let me remind our listeners that the interview with the project lead from Tribe's side, Valeria Vasilieva, can be heard a few episodes ago. She gave me a really nice interview explaining what we are doing from our side. But let's go from the international. So what is a Startup Weekend? So Startup Weekend, it's uh, many things. It can be a celebration, can be a discovery. It's mainly an event that lasts one weekend. And the goal is for participants who want to know what is a startup, what is entrepreneurship, to join here and to learn what is entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So we go through a format where on Friday we in, uh, participants come to our event, a uh, venue here in Tribe. Some of them have ideas, some of them are entrepreneurs, some are business people, some are developers, designers, many, many backgrounds. Some are, uh, have some specific skills. Mm-hmm. Here sustainability, so there's some sustainability, sustainability experts. Let us join on Friday. Some of them have ideas, so they pitch it in front of the crowd, and then the crowd choose with whom to work during the weekend. And during the weekend, they try to start a startup. Mm -hmm. So they start from an idea, work as a team, and pitch it in front of a jury of experts on Sunday. Mm -hmm. The idea for them is to go as far as possible, try to build something, try to sell something, try to decide on the business, Mm -hmm. find a partner, find, and then from that learn what is entrepreneurship. It's all about actually learning and building a community for entrepreneurs. So basically you underline once again that one does not have to be a business person or a startup um, entrepreneur to join a startup weekend. You can just come as you are if you have some specific qualities or some specific interests. 
Yeah, it's just about many, many, many people who come are curious about it or want to mm-hmm. see what is it about and try it. For example, when I did it, my first participation, mm-hmm. I was studying IT and I was like, I need to find jobs. And a lot of people speak about startups, so maybe I want to see what is it about. Mm-hmm. Is it something I would like to see more? And then I went there, participated, loved it, and then I applied for to do more and learn more about it. And then it was later, later on that I wanted to start my startup. You don't have to, just about learning and discovering. How long are you doing it? Startup weekends, uh, I started in 2013. So it's been six years now already. I started as a participant, organizer and facilitator for two years now. So you actually started as a participant yes. and then you grew into Have you observed any startups actually born from startup weekends? Quite a few, yes. So in France, we had, uh, when I was first year, there was like 12 teams and out of them, four started for, and three are still running, actually. Mm-hmm. So three still exist six years after that. Mm-hmm. Even though the goal is not to create startup at Startup Weekend, but create entrepreneurs. So, but to answer your question, yes, I've seen a few. So that's actually one of the ways to look for a job or to, to create a job for yourself. Yeah, it's up to you to choose if you want to join a team, join a startup, create your own, learn how to do it, get to network. Net- also, community is an important word at Startup Weekend, so we try to build a good network. And this is what is useful to if you want to start or to work to later on. I know that in Tampere we run Startup Weekends once a year. How often do they actually happen around the world? For in one year, you mean, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, in one, one year, yeah. If I don't, if I'm not mistaken, in one year in Europe, it's about 200 or more. Right, so <laughs> pretty much every other weekend or every weekend. Actually, this weekend there's more than 15 together. Wow. <laughs> so if you miss the Thumper one, you can always check if there is something else. Yeah. Can you actually check it on a Techstars website? Um, you can go website? to startupweekend.org mm-hmm. and there's a website where you can see all the information about it and there's uh, all the next events coming nearby or whenever you want to see it. So you technically don't have to reside in the same city. There is no, not that limitation that I cannot go to, I don't know, Startup Week in Paris if I want to. Yes, you can go there, of course. Actually, when I was participant, I loved it so much that I wanted to see it again. You don't want to wait one year, so I went to two different cities to mm-hmm. attend. So that's also something you can do. And your t-shirt says Startup Weekend Monaco. Any comments about that? Was it your f- favorite one or your first one? Or? Neither of them was a good one. It was actually my second facilitation. So, and it was my first time abroad. Back then I was still uh, living in France. Even though it was still French-speaking, it was different mindset, different concept, different mentalities. And it was quite interesting to see how South Africa works outside of my region. So, I really enjoyed it. I guess it's a good time to ask, do you see any differences between French and Finnish startup ecosystem? A lot. Finnish are more straight to the point. So you go, you. So people just come to investors say, we need money. Not necessarily, but you try it when we, at Startup Weekend, when we explain that in thought, we need to uh, do validation, go to your customers, see if there's any market, like see if you actually, your idea is worth anything. In Finland, I've seen that you are a bit less afraid, even though to go there and test it and to go tra- straight to the point and to make sure it works, I'm doing something in a good way. While in France, sometimes it's, would be more reassuring to get help or get to know more people or to get to take more time to actually prepare it or build something more perfect. Here you just show what you get and see what happens. It's more efficient, I feel like. Both have their qualities, of course, but if you ask me the difference, I see that it's a bit more straight to the point. 
the topic of this year's Tamper Startup Week is sustainability. What other topics can be? Anything. It can be typically for Startup Week and it's uh, general topics. So anyone has any idea in any topic mm-hmm. uh, can join. And then you can have thematic or vertical here sustainability. C- currently for this weekend, there's a lot of women edition happening all over the place. So Women Edition, it's uh, about empowering women to start and to be self-starting companies or being in entrepreneurship fields. There is education, there is healthcare, uh, youth, same topics about youth, makers, IT space. I can go on a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Creativity. I've seen one prison topic, so Startup Weekend for prison. Mm-hmm. Startup Weekend for refugees, Startup Weekend for... Agriculture, so you can choose every team, every organizer choose that topic and they can go there. So you can be quite creative about it. And probably I have one last question. Can you, today is the last day of Startup Week and Sustainability Tamper 2019, and in a few hours we'll be watching the final pitch. Can you give some kind of quick summary of what happened within these two and a half days? Something specific and something very unforgettable for you. A lot of things happened, so it's hard to summarize it in a few points. Uh, so first, it was my first time to Tampere, so it was quite a good uh, learning experience. So Tribe is quite cozy, and the participants are, in a way that I like it, it's, it feels like, let's say, family or something, so it's quite easy to speak to each other, the coaches and the mentors and the organizer, all of them are working together, and the participants aren't afraid to speak, so I like that. Sometimes it's feel a bit intimidating to be in a place you don't know and uh, to to have to work on something with people you don't know. But here I feel like it's quite quite nice vibes. The project also, first time I do sustainability, I facilitate for startup and sustainability and I don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. but the project is quite interesting and eye-opening also. Mm-hmm. So I've been learning quite new things here, so I'm quite happy. I like to cook also and I was amazed about the food here, so that I was always looking like, how do I put more variety in my food? And now I have some answer for that also. So all the vibe about it, it's quite nice and learning new things and also meeting some new people here. Okay, then thank you very much for the interview, Armand. And let's wish good luck to all the participants and let's continue through the weekend. Thank you. And yeah, have one more guest for this week. And hello, Yoni, and please tell our listeners a few things about yourself. Hi, I'm Joni Lappalainen. I'm the CEO of uh, Dreamloop Games. Beside that, also avid uh, active for IGDA Finland, and kind of like the hub lead here in Tampere. And uh, also now pushing forward the game industry again here in Tampere in in terms of uh, Tampere Game Hub, and also along the cultural capital of uh, Europe that we want to have here in Tampere in 2026. Right, let's probably start with the company you're currently working with. Please tell us a few things about it. What do you guys do? Yeah, Dreamloop Games was founded like 2015. We were founded by uh, three guys and we were approximately a team of five at at first. Pretty typical, um, you know, a new company story. We Founded a company, we had a project that we wanted to uh, go with. We went to Kickstarter with it. We wrote to the president on how hard it is to get to Kickstarter from Finland. Got some little bit of fame about it. And then we failed a Kickstarter, you know, the typical uh, entrepreneurial story. You fail the first thing that you try. 
Then we merged together with Vasara Entertainment, uh, got some more new talent there, and then started to go on consoles with the game called Stardust Galaxy Warriors. And uh, after that, we joined the Remote Control family, which is the biggest studio collaboration in Europe. And through on out there, we have been working with multiple different uh, business clients on gaming industry and worked over 20, uh, 20 projects since then. And what we've been now around like four years and uh, we have, mm, I think, 14 people at the moment. Are you only in Tampere or do you have offices outside? We are only uh, in Tampere. We do have a subsidiary in the US, but there's only a mailbox mm-hmm. over there. And then, of course, like I said, uh, as we are part of remote control, it's uh, they have their place of business in Munich, in Germany. And uh, that's kind of like a big part of our collaboration is uh, based in there. Okay. And also, you're part of the Startup Hub. As far as I guess, you have been one of the founding companies there. Yeah, we were one of the, uh, one of the companies who were most annoyed by the fact that... Uh, what happened with New Factory and Varma and uh, so we were one of the most like vocal about you know doing something of our own like leaving you know rebelling against a big big corporation and actually make a working community ourselves so yeah I I was there as kind of like one of the um, one of the founding people I think my name is in the uh, founding document of Tampere Startup Hub Right, and now you're developing a new thing, which is Tampere Game Hub. I would like to remind our listeners that we briefly mentioned Turku Game Hub during our visit to Turku. And now I made you angry because of Turku-Tampere amazing relationship. So you can just have the energy to answer this question. Tell me about the Game Hub Tampere and why it will be cooler and better than the Game Hub Turku. First of all, I'm from Oulu, so Tur- Turku and uh, Tampere, Tampere feud is is beyond me. <laughs> I'm only focusing on Swedes because that's kind of what we uh, what we do in Oulu. Definitely, I mean Tampere Game Hub is the best game hub in Finland and in the whole world to start off with. It's still young, it's still early. We still need to get more of the local game industry involved there so that we can have a board that is actually representative of the whole industry even include some student uh, student board members and stuff like that so that we actually have the voice of the whole uh, Tampere gaming community in there but Tampere uh, Game Hub is there to to bring a hub to bring one place and one entity that the whole uh, gaming industry and the whole gaming community of Tampere can kind of like um, come together, uh, share knowledge, share information and just basically, well, it is a place to come together. You can already see it on how our websites is uh, being built. It's, uh, it's about place where you come when you don't know exactly what company you're looking for or what association you're looking for in Tampere in terms of gaming you come to there and you can find everything that Tampere has to offer in in terms of uh, game development right how many companies are for now registered as game hub members right now we haven't done the registration yet mm-hmm. as but we would like to have all of the gaming companies in Tampere that's approximately 35 at the moment i think mm-hmm. 
and uh, we would like every every company basically to become a member. It's not gonna be something that we make money out of in no way, and it's more just that we can actually have all everyone's interest in mind when we uh, improve on the uh, on the field here in Tampere. Right. How does the company join you? And that is a little bit open still. We most likely just are going to have a form coming to it. Uh, maybe in, uh, most likely in October. Also, at the same time, they have the possibility to name someone from from their company into the uh, into the board of the hub, so that then their voice is actually in the board meetings, in the all the right places where decisions are made. What are the requirements then? Requirements is really clearly just that it is a uh, company that is mainly doing games and is basically a company, so with a with a company number. And that's kind of like the requirement. And of course, based in Tampere. So so if it's a game company or game startup, you're not really interested in the stage. Both the mature ones who are looking for some cooperation and ideas exchange and the early stage are welcome. Yeah, because that is, that is kind of like the large community. That is the whole community. Mm-hmm. And uh, there it don't matter to us how big or a smaller company is. All the companies are part of this game development community of Tampere. Mm-hmm. Then we, for for example, for new teams, we have totally different types of like services then to offer than for big teams or uh, teams in startup phase. And those are something that we want to uh, continue to build upon on, especially when hearing all of the companies uh, kind of like a hearing what they want and how they feel like, you know, moving the uh, industry forward in this city. All right. Yoni, at least in my in my background, in my understanding, when a child comes to his parent and says like, okay, I'm going to be a game developer, usually there's a bit of a, you know, threat that the person is just, you know, playing games and not really doing anything cool, not earning money. So my question is, what is the recipe for a successful game company? Well, first of all, the parents are half right. The kid don't get to play uh, any games if they become a game dev, because <laughs> um, you're you're not making a lot of money in this industry yet. But it's it's a, it's a booming industry, and it's it's not gonna ever gonna come down as it has reached this level. Um, we still have the example of Rovio. Yeah, Rovio is still well. Tell come on, tell me that they are poor. <laughs> <laughs> they are not poor. They're making movies right now. Those things have huge budgets. Rovio is. Clearly not what they were on their golden days, but they're still a remarkable player as well. But yeah, kind of like what to make a successful game company is basically just, I think it was uh, Tony Manninen who uh, quoted this on on his book uh, saying, game development is 1% of inspiration and 99% of perspiration. Meaning like it's it's super much hard work. But you cannot start it with hard work. You have to have a good idea on the base that you have talked with other people, showed to people who know about uh, about the industry more than you do, uh, refine that idea, and then it's still 99% on top of that. You know, 99 times the amount of work that you have done until now to really pull it off. It is often th- thought that because it's games, it's going to be easy it's something fun to uh, be developing them fun it can be easy it's never even you think about games really it's uh 
it is the most difficult form of entertainment out there. It needs to be offering everything, basically what movies and TV series are uh, offering you. It needs to have the music of uh, you know on a soundtrack level. And then on top of that, it needs to be interactive. And most of all, it needs to be fun. So it's never easy to make games. So the success really comes from good ideas and a lot and a lot of work. Do you happen to remember how your own interest towards games started? That's a good one. That that goes past like 20 years or something. It's uh, I've been always interested of making games. I uh, spend a lot of my years uh, also doing like tabletop role playing because I wanted to make games through that way where I don't need to use any technology on it it's only about imagination of me and the co-players but I think I my first first feels of making games like digital games was like when I was 12 or something and I was testing out on PC back in that day uh, really really uh old game engine called click and play and started to kind of like understand the logic behind uh on how to make games and we were actually doing a lot of those as a hobby uh on the side of school and some of those games were actually actually pretty funny and you know was able to do something something relatively decent to play even uh <laughs> with little english experience little to known internet and uh, basically with no programming skills whatsoever. I only picked up programming when I went to university after breaking my ankle and not getting into the military academy that I was supposed to go into. It was a successful break, like I would say, especially for the Tampere game industry and startup ecosystem. I wish the game hub, of course, all the luck in the emerging process and hope to see you guys within different tribe tamper community stuff which will happen and of course see you at stream startup festival coming next week thank you very much for this interview all right thank you This was Tribecast Rare, episode 34, and my name is Marina. Let me remind you that Tribecast is an independent media working in close cooperation with Tritampera startup community. Next week, we'll talk about stream and record at stream. And for now, have a great weekend, relax a bit before the big things, and stay warm and tuned. Mm-hmm.